Thanks again. Hanging out with us another Friday, another edition of Sports Wrap. 800-859-0957, the phone number. If you want to join in on the conversation, you can call or text. We'd love to hear from you. A lot going on out there in the sports world locally. The Lions getting ready to make their Hard Knocks premiere coming up on Tuesday. We are all ready for that. Last night, if you were anywhere near the internet and checking on anything Tigers related, baseball related, you saw the story and the reports that Miguel Cabrera was potentially, and he didn't say this, but everybody took what he said to mean that he was going to be finishing out this season and then potentially not coming back next season. That's what the report was yesterday. And people were speculating and assuming what he said meant that he was done. Yesterday, he said, I got to talk to my agent. I got to talk to the GM. I got to talk to everybody. We have to decide what is going to come of how I feel at the end of this season. He says, I don't feel well right now. I'm trying to do whatever I can to go out there and play, but I don't really feel good. Now, he's been coming off of just chronic knee pain this season he's been hurting and it's very very apparent so the tigers have just been using him less and essentially just you know kind of putting him in a spot where he comes in and works his role with the bat as you know the designated hitter and it's just been sort of up in the air and about a half hour, hour ago, Miguel Cabrera wanted to put all of the rumors of what everybody thought he was trying to say to rest. And so just recently from DetroitNews.com, he came out saying, I'm not going to retire. He said, not until after next year, when my contract is done, that would be the first time that I walk away from the game if I chose to do so. No way I'm going to quit, he says. Pretty clear. Miguel Cabrera seems like this kind of guy. Seems like the guy who's not going to just walk away from the game when he still has a year left on his contract. But what are your thoughts on it? Is he hurt beyond repair? Can he get things back to the point where he could be able to play a full season again next year. He's already taken care of the home run club that he needed to get into. He's hit 3000 hits. He's pretty much gotten there. The only thing he doesn't have world series. What do you think? 800-859-0957 is the phone number. Let's start off with Greg and Shelby. Greg, how's it going? Good evening, Matthew Blake, Mr. Positive. Hey, real quick. Uh, he does have a world series ring. He won it in uh, Florida, down in, uh, I think it was Florida or Tampa. Yeah, I mean, with the Tigers, uh, but yes. Yes, I hear you. Um, No, my friend, I want him to play as long as he wants to with this type of natural hitting ability. Matt, uh, he can work around the uh, knee. He's 0 for 22 um, right now, and I don't think he's going to be playing tonight, which I'm very sad because Mm -hmm. that's the only reason I watch the Tigers is just – uh, Miggy making breaking milestone after milestone. But real quick, getting off on a different topic real quick, Detroit Lions. 
I think I'm happy. I'm excited for the new season. I think Dan Campbell is somebody that the players are going to want to play for. I see his difference and the way he acts because he used to be a a player. Uh, He can relate to the stresses and stuff. He can break the uh, monotony up. I'm really excited, my friend. And I just feel that, uh, you know, like uh, Darren McCarty, my man, said, he, uh, Mr. Positive Jr., alpha male one, alpha male two. He's, uh, he's, just, he's got that um, charisma. He's got that, like, you know, just that uh, swagger that just says, hey, you know, you guys, let's go, uh, let's go play hard. And obviously we saw last year that mm-hmm. uh, the team won the last three or four games. They played hard for him. I just, I'm um, pretty upbeat and uh, Greg, looking forward how, to the season. How how much are we going to let him get away with the positive talk and the rah-rah this and the rah-rah that? Let's say they only win four games. How much do we let Dan Campbell continue to, how much do we still buy into his mentality if it's not as successful of a season as we're hoping for? Whoa, Matt, that's, well, that's a question that, you know, we got to look into the future, It you know. Uh, but but if he does four games, ah, it's going in the right direction. But yeah, we're okay. expecting I think seven or eight. You think maybe seven or nine, seven to nine games to win this season? What I think, think over six and I think over six and a half. That's kind of I mean that's the official betting line that they had out six and a half. I think yeah, I think they get over Will six that and a half. But I, coach, I yeah, absolutely it does. And I mean you know he wins six games i don't know that you have people you know ready to throw a parade for him yet but right. i think it would definitely be that step in the right direction i think anything i really it's a tough spot i mean really anything four or less i think you really have to look at right you know systemically there's a bigger issue here maybe and what's Very really good, you know what's really going Love on you. have a great night everybody appreciate Hope it Greg. and so that's the thing like like greg brought up you know how much room are we going to give Dan Campbell? Obviously, very early in his tenure still. So what? at what point do you think like his antics – I don't even want to call him antics. He's just a passionate yeah. guy. It's just what he is. When it's does who it he become is. corny? I, I, that's exactly right. And I think the great part about where does it become corny is when it's still going on. And, you know, let's say they start off 0-5. And you're still, you know, beating the drum of, yeah, we're going to take kneecap. I mean, at that point, we've we've reached corny. I think it's I think it can happen very quick. And that's the problem with and it's not really even a problem, but it's just someone who has such a big personality like Dan Campbell. When it's going well, everybody loves to look at it and say, yeah, that's why it's going well. But when it's going wrong. Everybody loves to look at it and say, well, that's why it's going wrong. This guy's just too corny. We just can't, you know, we can't take him seriously. And so it's very, you know, it can turn very fast on him. And that's a scary thing. You know, it's, I don't think turn on him enough where he loses his job, but turn on him enough where this fan base really starts to question, is it, you know, is it the coaching? Is it, you know, what is it that's not making this team work if, all of this positivity and all of this, we're getting better. If all of it just kind of just doesn't come together at all. So I think that's a good point too. What do you think though, Blake? I mean, I think just like anything else, eventually it will 
kind of run its course. You can only, I mean, I under, I think it's genuine. I don't think it's like a shtick with him at all. No, but if they don't start winning, mm-hmm. it's not. It's just, it's not going to go over well. You can't yeah. keep talking about like the definition of grit, right? And then like lose, like win three games for the next yeah. two seasons. That's just not going to work. It's not. And I think that's a great point too, is that eventually the shtick can just go away and it'll just change in the sense of this will be the new lions culture. And that's what he's trying to do. And that's what any coach tries to do, right? They try to build whatever culture they see fit in the area. And so what he's trying to do is to build that culture. And hopefully Mm -hmm. If all goes well, like we'd like it to, and things move in the right direction, let's say they win six and a half, you know, next year he doesn't have to be as, and he still will be, but he doesn't have to be as vocal in the sense of pumping the team up and it'll just be, it'll start to change across the board, right? Everybody will just know, okay, well, this is just how the lions are now. Does it remind you of Harbaugh a little bit? It does, but and that's what's scary. It reminds me of early Harbaugh. Yeah. And, you know, we're going to attack each day with an enthusiasm unknown to mankind. I mean, that was plastered everywhere. And But he's not doing that stuff anymore. He's not. And and for good reason, because it got old quick. When you were still being not a great football team, as Michigan was for a while, I mean, he had to get away from it. There was, I mean, there was just no way you couldn't keep saying those things and doing those things and watching the product on the field be what it was. Now, last year, what they did, they didn't really say any of those things. You didn't hear him talking in that way. You didn't hear Jim Harbaugh going out and, you know, getting into things like that. So it's a good, it's a good question and something we're definitely going to get into tonight. 800-859-0957, the phone number, it's Sports Wrap on 760 WJR. Welcome back to Sports Wrap, the Matt, Friday edition. I, yep, I have yeah. Breaking news. What's up? What's breaking up? news. I don't All know right. if you knew this. ESPN two is doing the Ocho this weekend. Oh, I saw this, and I'm a big fan. How did I know you would be a big fan? And that's why <sighs> I was excited to tell you. Right now, it's slippery stairs. So I got How's slippery. That going? It's it's slippery. <laughs> Shocking. I love that. They're just. I, love that. I, I mean, seeing people like. I just watched this woman eat it down like 40 flights of stairs. It was incredible. Now, once you get that far down, do you even bother trying to go back up? I mean, if you you know, it depends on how much grit you have, Matt. It's true. It's true. And if you were Dan Campbell, you would have a ton of grit. What a sex. It's all, it's all he's got. (laughs) It's all he knows. (laughs) The lions. I mean, let's just get here first. Football is officially back. First game last night, Jaguars, Raiders, none of the stars really playing. Trevor Lawrence not in the lineup. Derek Carr not in the lineup. I mean, expected. I mean, nothing that we were thinking, oh, yeah, like we're definitely going to see these guys. And it is what it is. It had rained before. It was nasty out. They had to, I mean, the game was delayed. It was literally every train wreck that could possibly happen at the beginning of the NFL season that we were, I mean, obviously all expecting, but excited that 
finally, we will see what the version of hard knocks for the Lions is going to look like. And really in this fourth clip here, this is the preview of some behind the scenes footage that they used. It's not the trailer, but this is some of what Dan Campbell has been saying and been caught saying to the team. Here it is. He's special, man. <laughs> He's on a mission right now. Ball oh, gets sorry. in his hands. The fourth clip. What are we? What makes us what we are and what we're going to be? It's our core foundation, man. Grit. And what does it mean? In a nutshell, I think it means this. We'll go a little bit longer. We'll push a little harder. And we'll think a little deeper and a little sharper. It means we're unbreakable. Like to me, it means we'll play anywhere. We'll play on grass. We'll play in turf. We'll go to landfill. Doesn't matter. And that's what we got to be. That's who we have to be. Because we'll tread water as long as it takes to f bury you. Let's go to work, man. It's about to be fun. O and D. And there it is. Some of the, the small little sound bites that we know we'll get out of him. Now, we were just talking about it before. How much of that can we take if the product on the field does not match that level of intensity? F full disclosure, I anticipate that it will match that level of intensity with the team's effort. I think we will see a team that does not give up. I think we will see a team that plays, you know, the cliche all four quarters, but I don't know if what we're going to see from them is going to be enough to translate to bigger and better things like wins in the win column, which is really all we need and care about because we can all get pumped up about the rah, rah and the, this, that, and, no, oh, it's going to be amazing. But I mean, not the easiest schedule, but also not the toughest. You know, you started off again, a game against the Eagles, tough game. The Commanders, probably not crazy. You got the Vikings, then the Seahawks, Seahawks without Russell Wilson. Patriots, still a young team. Mac Jones at the helm there. Cowboys. Okay, now we're getting a little tougher. And and then the Dolphins, Packers. You know, you get into the nitty-gritty of it towards the end. But the games that are there are incredibly winnable games. It's just a matter of, are we going to see all of what we've talked about and wanted come to fruition? Now, here with the offensive coordinator, Ben Johnson, in this first clip, he, he's really getting into what he thinks is going to be a big difference. And it's Amon Ron St. Brown. This is his thoughts on Amon Ron St. Brown. He's special, man. He's on a mission right now. Ball gets in his hands, and he is consciously thinking, knife up the field and get what I can, break tackles along the way. Um, and the aggression that he had, he has that con controlled aggression, which for a receiver is rare. It shows up in the run game. It shows up in his route running, his breaks, and it carries over for the rest of the group. It sounds good. It all sounds good. Do you think he's the number one, though? I see. Like, that's where 
it's oh. hard for me to say that if this is the person now, DJ Clark, also great receiver, but who is, and that's a great question. Who is our wide receiver one? Who is that guy that the lions are going to be able to go to? I mean, you, let's equate it to the biggest and best example we would know right now. Who is our Calvin Johnson right now? I mean, we there is no answer to that. Hawkinson. Yeah. At tight end. Yeah. <laughs> and, and that's where I think, you know, that's where I would say lions fans. It's very easy for you to hear the rah, rah, this, that from Dan Campbell and be blind to what's still happening and the way your team is still set up. I'm on Ross St. Brown. Very good receiver. Is he a number one? I don't think so. DJ Clark, your other number one. Okay. So after that, I don't know that we could name a bunch of players beyond that. Josh Reynolds, Quintez Cephas, Tom Kennedy, Trinity Benson, Josh Johnson. All of these players are wide receivers on the Detroit Lions. If we didn't know. I now, Jamison Williams, we'll see him at some point. Don't know when, though. I think that uh, Amon Ra will be like a really, really good number two receiver in the NFL like mm-hmm. for his career. He has incredible ball skills. He's a great route runner. He just doesn't, like, there was a reason why he went, and I believe, the third round. Yeah, and it's, He's, again, there, you have to just find your niche and, and be cool with that and be okay with that. You know, there are incredibly successful wide receiver twos all over mm-hmm. the NFL. I mean, there are, you know, look at the New England Patriots, for instance, right? Their Super Bowl success not really built on one major star wide receiver besides, I mean, really their deep, their deepest deep ball threat was Randy Moss at one point, And then Rob Gronkowski. Yeah. I mean, and other than that, Tom Brady just picked people apart with, with Wes Welker and Damian Andola for a while. So it's tough. We don't have, I mean, and we might with Jamison Williams. We time will tell with that, depending on mm-hmm. when he comes back from his injury. But we don't have a Jamar Chase. We don't no. have uh, AJ Brown. Like, those guys are built different. They're the yeah. strength, everything about them. And St. Brown just doesn't have that built, in my no. opinion. And I would agree with you. And I think that's where when you're seeing these clips on Twitter and you're seeing the clips online and the news is different news outlets here in Detroit are reporting. Oh, look at this great deep ball in practice. Uh, Yeah. Okay. So, you know, I get it. DJ Clark ran a 20 yard fade and he dove and caught a football. I mean, it's not, it's, it's not anything we can understand until we see it against legitimate competition. I still think training camp as much as everybody gets hyped for it, it means, you know, none of it really means anything until you get to game one. And it's just all so new that I, again, cautiously optimistic, but optimistic. But what I am looking forward to here, this last clip, Jamal Williams, he is a treasure and we should protect him at all costs. 
Number three on this clip for him, he is just a saint, and this is why. PSA announcement for anybody that's a Jamal fan. If you bring me anime stuff, I, I give you gloves and anything. You are my first priority. When people bring anime stuff, I know they understand me as a person. Now they don't just see me as a football player. So when you understand me as a person, you get more attention from me. So that's all. Bring me some stuff, and I give you stuff. Amazing. <laughs> just amazing. He's going to be a treasure on Hard Knocks. 800-859-0957 is the phone number. It's Sports Wrap on 760 WJR. 800-859-0957 is the phone number. Another Friday, another edition of Sports Wrap, inching that much closer to official regular season NFL football, inching Friday. that much closer to NCAA football, and we're going to be the best place for it. A Friday night sports show right before you hit, hit your weekend of Saturday college, Sunday pros. We are going to have amazing, amazing coverage coming up in this fall season. You will not want to miss it. Some might say unmatched. I was going to say, I don't know of really anybody else that can bring you what we can. That's a fact. Yeah. Mostly because we're the only two. It's true. You know. 800-859-0957, the phone number. Let's get into some college football then. Fall camp started this week. Everybody getting into it. Michigan, Michigan State, both going to work. And, you know, Mel Tucker, he's going to do his thing. He's going to. He's going to do his tuck thing. I'm going to read this sentence, and I'm going to see how many people understand what I said. For just 0.5 Ethereum, you can become the proud owner of an exclusive NF tuck. Now, I'm not speaking gibberish. NFTs, cryptocurrency, all the rage now. Well, Mel Tucker is now in that game. Mel Tucker is selling a line of NFTs. Now, I guess I don't I don't know that he's popular enough where this matters. I don't know that enough people know what NFTs really are to know if this really matters. It's another I think thing that he's trying to do to relate to future recruits. I don't know that this is what he's doing to target the season ticket holders at Spartan stadium. If you are a season ticket holder at Spartan stadium, does this matter to you? Do you care that Mel Tucker has a line of NFTs now? And do you even know what NFTs are? Because honestly, I know what they are. I don't know the intricacies of which ones to get, how much they should cost. I, I'm, I'm not that into it. And so my question would be, what are you trying to get? Who are you trying to get? Who, who is going to go out there to buy these Mel Tucker NFTs? 
800-859-0957 is the phone number. I would love to hear from you simply because you could educate me a little bit on this. Is this something that the everyday fan wants? Because to me, it doesn't seem like something he's doing to target the everyday fan. It seems like something he's doing to target future recruits, to target the people that are in that space a little bit more. Blake, what are your thoughts on this? Does this or could this have anything to do with NIL? It could a little bit, but only in the sense that... Like, who's getting... When he's selling this, who gets... Does he get the money? Does the school get the money? He says that all the money will go to the Boys and Girls Club of Southeast Michigan. Okay. Now, great organization, but again... For 0.5 Ethereum, I don't know what that is in a dollar amount. So, like, can the Boys and Girls Club take Ethereum to the store and go buy what they need? I, it's, it's all, again, it's all just futuristic money. And, again, do we care? I personally don't. If there are fans that do... Please chime in. I would love to hear from you. 800-859-0957 I just is the phone number. Yeah. 0.5 Ethereum is 862 US dollars. So here's what you're paying. Let's let's do that math then. $862. You're essentially paying for a virtual collectible. The first one he released was just a picture of him. And it said tuck on it. Was it like a selfie? Uh, No, it was. Yeah, I mean, kind of. Actually, kind of. The next one he put out was a picture of him in a black T-shirt with the Spartan logo on it. And it says Mel Tucker on it. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're essentially virtual trading cards for $800, like you said. You can own a piece of this. He's got another one out here that's worth 0.75 Ethereum, which would be probably about $1,000, I would say, if you're doing the math on that. So (laughs) it's just one more distraction that I don't know really does anything. Because the real story of what's happening in East Lansing should be what people are talking about. Are Spartan fans excited for this season? Or are there a lot of question marks as to what you're going to get from your team? There is no Kenneth Walker III anymore. Who's going to carry you? Is Peyton Thorne really the guy? Now, yes, Jarek Broussard the former Colorado running back trying to step in and replace Kenneth Walker in that spot. Going to make an immediate impact, but he did not get to East Lansing until May. This guy is a little bit behind when you start to talk about getting into the playbook, when it's 
understanding the terminology of the program, getting into all the things that they need to be familiar with to make an impact. How much of an impact will he be able to make? And is this team really going to be able to get themselves in a successful spot again? I think that's a very realistic question that Spartan fans should be asking. Because as successful as things were last year, I don't know that as many of those, again, essentially big pieces, Kenneth Walker III, I'm not sure how much of that is really coming back for you. 800-859-0957 is the phone number. We've got some dust-up happening in Ann Arbor. We're going to get into all of that coming up next on Sports Wrap. 800-859-0957 is the number. It is Sports Wrap, another Friday edition. And getting into as much as we can of what we should all be excited for in football season coming up. Football's back. It's back. It'll be back back once we start getting regular season games, but it's back. Uh, how much preseason football do you personally watch? How much will you take? In? And be honest. I'll probably I probably watch the first quarter of one of the Lions games. And that's it. That'll, that'll be it. Now how wrong is it to bet on it? I don't bet on preseason football. I think it's disgusting. How yeah, bad think do you think it is if someone does such a thing? I think it's cheating. I mean, you're, you know, you're, <laughs> it's, it's just, there's lines. Yeah, it's, just ir- it's just irresponsible. I mean, in the sense that it's very easy to know what's going to happen and to be able to predict what's going to happen. I would almost be more intrigued in the prop bets of the like exhibition football season right you know like yeah the over under like hits the over hits i think at like 60 percent yeah in preseason yeah it's nuts and it's not it's disgusting that i even know that if there were prop bets though of for let's say last night like will we see Derek carr play will we oh yeah yeah like those kind of things i think you know all those prop bets they do for the super bowl i think you could do them you could do them for this. You could do them for preseason. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I want to say for sure. Because then, like, it's a little bit harder because, like, okay, someone could, if it's, like, will Derek Carr play so many snaps, mm-hmm. like, they could kind of rig that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. So I that's why I think that they just stay away from them and, from what True. I've seen, like the preseason stuff is even like more simplified. Yeah, that's because that it's reason. not re- you know it's not real football yet. It's just <laughs> it's fake football. At least there's only two preseason games or three, three, three. Yeah, three. Whatever. <laughs> it is what it is. All right, Spartan fans, we handled your business in East Lansing. Now we got to go out to Ann Arbor. And handle their business has nothing to do with the business on the football field. Those storylines will play themselves out. 
There's a much bigger story just breaking in Ann Arbor earlier today. Michigan men's ice hockey coach Mel Pearson officially removed from the program. Now, for those of you who don't know why or the backstory on all of this, here are the cliff notes. Michigan, the university, went to a private third party and welcome an independent review into the climate and the culture of the hockey program. Now, that investigation had been going on all year. And so now, three months after that investigation had concluded, now they decide, Mel Pearson, here's the door. And for what I've read, very good reason. A lot of things that came out that Ward Manuel, the athletic director in Ann Arbor, said essentially were just unacceptable. Says the decision has been weighed heavily and for some time. We welcome an independent third party review into the climate and culture of the program before furthering our assessment in lockstep with campus leadership. Today's announcement reflects the seriousness with what we've heard and the values we hold dear. Okay, that's good. I'm glad you came to that agreement. But it's three months after the report was over. The only reason it's coming out now is because the press got a hold of copies of said report. And so it was going to come out already. It was just a matter of, can we get out ahead of this and say we're going to do the right thing? Now, in the grand scheme of the news cycle, this will be a non-story in another week or two. Football will continue to happen. Bigger and better things will continue to pop up. And we won't talk about this. But it's important because... Michigan's hockey program won from a sports standpoint and a success standpoint. Now, they haven't won the Frozen Four in a while, but they've been to the Frozen Four twice under Mel Pearson's tenure. They have had incredible success in the NHL draft with draft picks from Ann Arbor making it to the NHL and going incredibly high. So for them to have this kind of story come out about the culture of the program, it kind of begs the question, is he getting success out of fear or is he getting success because of the good players he has on his team? Now, earlier this year, Mel Pearson said he was confident that these allegations would be proven wrong and that he was going to be able to keep his job. His contract had officially expired. He was working as an at-will employee until the investigation was over. But it's an interesting thing to look at because it talks about how he essentially was a very aggressive coach, a coach who didn't really listen when people questioned the way he was starting the culture for that program. And the way I think of it when I hear about it, 
I think it's almost something like, are you know, is this back to the Bobby Knight days? Is that who Mel Pearson was as a coach? And is it okay to be that kind of coach in some ways, but obviously needing to toe the line of what you can and can't say, what you can and can't do? Because clearly some of these allegations that were brought up were incredibly serious. Do you think that, well, two things. Do you think you can get away with a little bit more because it's hockey, it's not football or basketball at a school like U of M that he almost did probably get a little bit more leeway? I think because there isn't, you know, their their games aren't on TV all the time, right? You know, nobody ESPN's not coming to them all the time to comment and to do this and to do that. You know, yeah, I think it's easier to be swept under the rug and it's easier to get away with. The allegations against him were that he was pressuring student athletes to lie on their COVID tracing forms. I think prior that's to huge. Prior to the NCAA tournament. Yeah, that is crazy. I mean, especially a school like U of M with their health system and everything that they're doing medically, like that's crazy. And I think that that's probably the reason. Like it's definitely one of them. The other, one of the other ones was a toxic work environment for female support staff and claims that he retaliated against a former student athlete for bringing up issues with team culture. So, so this guy just sucked, huh? He just wasn't, it sounds like he just wasn't a great guy, but got results on the ice. And I don't think now we're in a world where results on the ice, court, field, whatever it may be, you can be as good as you want to be out there. It's still going to matter who you are behind closed doors and the kind of program you have. And, and, Sorry. That's clearly what he didn't have. And you have to win championships, like Correct. national. Cha- like you can get away with a lot more if you're winning national championships and you're not a hockey coach. I mean, I love right. hockey just as much as the next guy. But if you're Nick Saban mm-hmm. winning national championships at Alabama, you could like not saying that he does anything like this, but you can get no. away with more. And it also brings up the question that I always wonder because some of the behind the scenes stuff you see of a coach like Nick Saban is pretty, pretty brash. And so who, you know, who are these coaches behind closed doors and who are they in their climate of culture that they're building with their programs? And what it sounds like happened here is that there were enough student athletes and enough support staff that had been essentially hurt by him that they were able to take him down and they were able to all come together and say, yeah, this isn't okay. We're going to say something. And you know, you're going to get rid of the bad like that. And they're not going (laughs) to, not going to, not going to put up with that stuff. So it's just always interesting when stories like this come out because you always kind of wonder when is it going to happen? You know, who else could it happen to? Where else might it happen? 
You never know. You never know. Another Friday in the books. Appreciate you hanging out with us. We are inching ever so close to official football season. We will be the place you need to be for it. Every Friday, we're going to have picks picks coming. So many picks. So many. We're going to call it. We're going to have a segment called Blake's Bets. My degenerate gambling producer is going to fill us in on everything we should be doing to make money gambling on sports. Recreationally, for entertainment purposes only. See, there's the disclaimer right there. Yeah. Thanks for hanging out with us. Another edition of Sports Wrap in the books at 760 WJR.